this is something people, you know, might find interesting, but mm -hmm. I didn't start driving mm -hmm. until I was 36, so I'm 39 wow. now. And I can tell I you, knew that yeah, <laughs> I, and I can tell you, that. and you know, this time. You're listening to My Father Used to Say, live with Lady Bose. Welcome, it's your girl, Lady Bose, and this is My Father Used to Say, episode one. I'm so glad that you're tuning in with us. Settle down, let's get comfy. We have a very special guest. Her name, Miss Toya Brown. How are you, Miss Toya? Hey, Bose, hey. how are you doing? I'm doing good, and I'm good. so glad that you came. Oh, thank you for bringing your love, your joy, your patience because when I tell you, you have so much patience and so much um, just poise about yourself that I love. And I'm so glad that you're going to be sharing your story, sharing all the goodness of your upbringing with the people today and why you are this wonderful, successful person now in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, tell the audience about, you know, how you grew up. Okay. What, what was it like in the Brown household? <laughs> well, first of all, before I get there, thank yes. you for having me yes. on your You're podcast welcome. as your first guest. So I'm oh, honored yes. and I'm excited for you. Thank you. Oh, how was your upbringing? Like, so, because we know how it can be. It it can be a whole bunch of levels of ups and downs. And most times mm -hmm. we don't know what we're going through when right. we're young. Right. But now that we're older, we can really speak on it. And we can right. go back into that household, the Brown household. And just talk to me about how it was. Yeah, so yeah. I grew up in uh, what they call Manalapin, New Jersey. Okay. So it's uh, central Jersey, it's the suburbs, it's, in my opinion, you know, uh, you know, the white picket fence. Okay. To, yeah, to, to child household, to parent I was thinking more household. like... I was thinking more like you was born and raised in Jamaica and you was no. like, I was thinking No, that. so, well, you know, my father, he's yes. of Jamaican descent, or he is, yes. yeah, he is Jamaican. My mother is American. Okay. You know, we're all descended from Africa at right. some point down the right. line, but uh, yeah, I consider myself a Jamaican American. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so, but we grew up. Um, you know, me, my sister, my mother, and my father. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, uh, raised in Manalapin, New Jersey. Um, and, yeah, we were, what was instilled in us as children was yeah. education. Yes. And, you know, bring um, being raised with ethnic parents, especially say, from yes. the Caribbean, from mm -hmm. the Africa. Cultured parents. Cultured parents. Right. Education is a huge part of that. Right. And, you know, even though we consider my mother as the genius yes. of the family, yes. that was not really the person, or she was not really the person we considered to instill the, the discipline, the discipline right. and the Why education. Why do you think that was? Why do you think that was? Talk to um, me about that. And so, you know, my father used to say, or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, he had to work mm. for his position in life. Yeah. So he grew up in the hood yeah, of right, Jamaica. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't playing dirt, around Dirt paved roads, right. you know shootouts on the, on the right. you know, every, in the neighborhood. Every, as they say, every town, every country has, has their ghetto. Hood. Yeah, exactly. it has a hood, has a ghetto. Exactly. You know? And, yeah. you know, for him and people from his community, mm -hmm. the only way to make it out is through education. Yes. And so it's, when you make it out, it's a, you're that's something that you're very proud of. Right, right. And when you're proud of it, exactly. It's very big in, in culture communities, like, you know, you got to get an education. Exactly. That's, that was things that my, my father didn't care about. Nothing else. Exactly. He cared about, uh, I don't care if you cut your hair off. <laughs> I just want you to pass and make it A and only A. Exactly. Only are, A. That is key. If you are doing B, 
<laughs> you are just getting by. Yes, and even an A minus, you can still do Mads, better. You can still yes. get an A or an A plus. You already know. So that's <laughs> one thing we share in common, yes. right? And later on, I'll be sharing with the the audience like how we met. Because right. I, I love jumping into stories. So I don't want to jump into like how we met first and like all that long, long story. Right. That. I want you to tell me like who you are so the audience can get right into it. Right. So yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying this. Let me okay. not take over the show. <laughs> it's your platform yes. right now. So tell us, um, because of the educational importance in your household, mm-hmm. please share with us like how did that resonate when it came to your father instilling that in you? Right. You know? So, you know, a lot of things you you don't value until later in life mm-hmm. when you're in hindsight. Yes, and so, yeah. you know, in those moments as a child, mm-hmm. you become a little, like, upset. You don't understand because, like we said, if you're making A's and B's, why are you so diff- Why are you so tough on me? Yeah, to make me, all A touches. Give me a chance. Yes, and you, right. you know you compare yourself to other children. You'll be like, I'm a, I'm a good kid. I used to say that all the time. Yes, all the time. <laughs> but you know, as an adult, I see where that discipline has benefited me in life. Yeah, and right. so you know, a lot of people look at me and they're like, Oh, you're so smart and you're so organized and. Uh, you're so focused and patient. And patient. Yeah, yes. You know, I love that about you. <laughs> Ooh, I love that about you. Like yes. so many and many. We can talk about stories, right. but yes, that patience. And and I, w- I want to jump into that. Where did that patience come from? I honestly, I mean, I you know, I guess my parents. I don't really know. I mean, like when you think about things that you wanted, right? You know, right? It's like yeah, they're not going to give it to you right away you have to work for it you have to wait for it anything that's worth having is you know you have to wait for it and even you know I this is something people you know might find interesting Mm -hmm. but I didn't start driving Mm -hmm. until I was 36 so I'm 39 now and I can tell you yeah (laughs) I can tell you and you know this ties to education right and right, I, can right, tell, right. I can tell you a brief story but um yeah that's where we're at that's yeah where we're at to, right now. so um you know most people they get their license when they're 18 and so I believe um our our I had um exams like midterm exams on my birthday and it was okay. the same day I was supposed to get my license right and so I never got my license for that reason right um but so I waited and waited and then my father said he would get us a car mm-hmm. if we got all A's. A's and right. I think I got like all A's and a B or something. Right, right. So I never got a car. Right. And you know, I got my license late almost when I was in college. Right. So by that time, you know, everybody else had a car. Right. And in doing high school, thing, but yes. you're, now you're just going from class to class. Yes. Campus to campus, right? And all because I made all A's and a B and not all A's. Right. And so again, it's that patience. Like I never had a car, but I just waited and waited. That when I, by the time I was in college, I said, "Well, I don't, I don't need a car right now." Car right now. Right. When I get out of college, and I don't need it right now. I'm doing without. I'm doing okay without it. I'm managing, right. managing right. without it. So when you learn that you can manage in life without having everything immediately, yeah, you yeah. know that 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 produces that, the patience yeah, exactly. too and the discipline. I right. love that. Um, do you think now here I'm just playing a little bit of uh devil's advocate a little bit, mm-hmm. but do you think in that that resistance or that I wouldn't say resistance but that delayed gratification when you're young and you don't quite understand it did mm-hmm. do you think that when you became older um you did abuse some of your freedom once you had it um I don't, I don't, I don't know if abuse is the right yeah, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably get excited for it. Yeah. You know? I, well, I'm gonna tell you the truth. I, I abused my freedom. Right. I did abuse it. Right. And I think that's why I'm, I'm saying that because some people take the freedom and they're like, well, I, now I can stay out till two in the morning. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you don't balance like. It's not that they didn't want you to be out. Hell, they'll let you do anything right. if, if if the world wasn't so crazy. Right. Um. But then you wouldn't learn like what's an appropriate thing to do. So I even had to learn like 
the hard way. Oh, I'm out late, but now I'm late to class, and now mm -hmm. I'm suffering from that. Right, you know, right. so I, I had to then go back and say, my father did used to say, timeliness is like next to godliness. Right. He would always tell me that. So, in in sharing the education portion as a child, what what did you notice when you would be in school? Did you um, did your father kind of like pull you back from like because you're in school because you're in high school you can't do this you can't go here like what was that for you what was that um, like for you I, I honestly was never I never had a desire to be out and about okay. so I, that wasn't something that he kind of so you was took a good away. kid yeah 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 I was but naturally you, good he was so, a good, good yeah kid. yeah Aww. so I never really yeah that was just that's just not in my nature I never had been that way right. so that wasn't something that I felt was you know, taken from me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, his his thing more so was discipline around the home, clean right. clean your room, wash the dishes, get okay. good grades. It, he didn't really take much from me as far as you can't go out and do right. this because that I wasn't even asking asking to do that. for. Yeah. And do you think having a sibling kind of helped with that too? Because I grew up like as my own. Like I had my sibling, but he came right. nine years after I was you right. Know, alive so I'm already like I'm literally already like about nine years old when right. he was born right so like to me I felt like I was the only child so I was really born alive right so right. do you think having a sister yeah I think that helps you know she takes the first steps before I do so you know she's she old she's older right yeah she's mm -hmm. older she's like a year and a few months mm -hmm. older than me but you know of course like Probably my first experience going to a club probably was going with her. That's right. You know, That's we're right. from Jersey, so New York City is the place you want to go. So yeah. my first time going to New York City is Must probably following sense. her. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so I think she kind of maybe had, a, you know, filtered some of of that. Of that, yeah. Because that could have been, like, scary for you by yourself. Right. You, and being the personality type you are, you probably never would have jumped mm -hmm. in. Right. Um. So you were talking about how I wanted to get to this point because it was really good and you was talking about how making sure that your home was clean and things mm -hmm. like that are there things that you would do while you were cleaning your home that now contribute to how you take care of your home today yeah. and like what were the things he would say to be like oh god I don't understand it but now it's your constant right. when you're doing your own cleaning even in your mind like you're cleaning your mind yeah. you're trying to organize your life like yeah. Talk to us about that. And, and, you know, this is coincidental, but yesterday I was on social media and mm -hmm. I saw somebody post that, um, you know, I don't know who made up this rule, but you're supposed to clean up your house before you leave for a trip. Yeah. And I always I thought that was that. something that just my father used to, to say to me oh, only. Yeah. I thought that was only in our household. Right. So when I saw that yesterday, I was like, oh, that's a thing. That's a thing. And But, you know, that's a thing that I do now. So, mm -hmm. you know. Before I leave the house for an extended period of time, I make sure that I clean my household. Right. And I didn't really understand it before, but mm -hmm. now I do it because I want to do it because right. when I do come home, it's such a peaceful place. Yeah. You know, you don't want to come have to home. like start like being like, what the heck? Why exactly. why did I leave that? Why are there bugs exactly. here? You know? Because I left stuff on the floor. Like, right, right. Crazy. And also because you you know, not even leaving for an extended period of time, but you learn the value in your own space. Very good. I mm -hmm. love that. And and it also teaches you how to take care of what you have, no right. matter how big or small. Right, exactly. Um, so that leads me to this question. Um, what was that one thing that your father would tell you that annoyed you? But now you're appreciative of it. That annoyed me. Let's yeah. see. <laughs> because because you know the the education part. Right. That we we might get annoyed, but we kind of even as kids get it. We right. get it. Like you you're not gonna sit here and not do something. You're gonna do something. Right. But then okay, so maybe you're I don't know. Maybe you're trying your best to um, go go somewhere or not go somewhere or you wanna hang out a little longer wherever you're at mm -hmm. or you don't want to feel like you're doing 10 million things 
for your chores. Right. And your dad would say X, Y, Z to kind of get you to remember, like, you know, tight shit. Let's go. Right. You know, um, was he was he a fun dad? That's the oh, question yeah. I want to Yeah. Ask. So, I mean, we, we have very distinct personalities in our family. Okay. And so, yeah, definitely of the four of us, him, well, he's definitely the... If there had to be a comedian, he would be the comedian of the family. <laughs> so wait, he's not funny if there had to be. Is he funny? Yes. Or not? Yeah. <laughs> if there yeah, had see, to be. Yeah, he has a different different sense of humor than the rest of us. Okay. But um, yeah, him him and my sister, they're the more outgoing, extroverted personalities. Okay. Um, so they're, you know, if strangers were to come around, they can open you up and get you to to laugh okay. and play around and. Me and my mother were, are more reserved okay. and uh, the quiet ones. So, you know, we may have a sense of humor, but in our own little... Yeah, it comes real small real and then comes little, back. Exactly. Yeah, because I've seen that time, time <laughs> and time again. Look, see, Toya funny, don't laugh for you, okay? This girl... We have more like a dry humor. In, man, and, yeah. it, and it be so dry that you just be choking <laughs> on a laugh, okay? Like, for real, for real. But, um... Uh, you had told me something the other day, and I'm really trying to remember it. Hate that I can't remember. It was so good. And I thought that that would be one of the things that you would talk about that your father would always say. He would say, um, mm-hmm. it's not hard, it's challenging. That's right. Yeah. Talk to me about that. Yeah. And so, again, it's just one of those things that you don't understand as a child. But then mm-hmm. when you grow older... You know, my understanding of that now is that there's things in life that you can't just stop doing because you think it's hard. Right. It's, no, it's challenging, meaning you have to work at it. That's so right. you don't stop. You keep going. You keep going. Exactly. And that's, that. and that's my take on it is hard is, it's too hard means I'm giving up. And it's challenging means... I'm going to keep going. I'm so, going to keep going. Yeah. Even if it's nugget by nugget. Right, right. right. Um, talk to me about how that crossed over into you landing a job at Patrick yeah. Recording Studios. And so, <laughs> you know, again, that challenging part of it is the journey, the longevity. Woof. So I'm oh c- currently, you know, at my 15. 15-year 15 tenure. Yeah, at Patrick Recording and, and that's not without its challenges. Right, right. And so you have to, when you know that it's a journey mm-hmm. and you trust the process right. and you know it's not going to be all uphill, right. you know, you endure. You endure. Yeah. yeah. You've mm-hmm. had some, look, this lady is a, a powerhouse in the most poised way. <laughs> you will not meet another, okay? Um, she's worked and met and booked and scheduled and dealt with some of Atlanta and, you know, international and nationally known stars um, all over. And she keeps the same demeanor. She keeps the same control, something that I'm very grateful to learn from you as my friend. She's actually a sister of mine. And I have a lo- I've been blessed to have a lot of sisters, but I thought this would be a perfect time to share who is really sitting with me on the blue couches this afternoon um, just to talk about her upbringing and talk about how her mental strength from her beautiful family has helped her become the success she is now. We all have something to like learn and we're all challenged time and time again, but it's perfect. It's not mm-hmm. hard. It's not hard. It's not hard. Right. It is a challenge. It's not something you need to say, I'm giving up on. It's a challenge. And 15 years at any job is a challenge. Exactly. I would I would say it's hard had I not heard what she said. Right. But it's a challenge. <laughs> right. And guess what? She has met that challenge. And um, it has caused her to do what over the last couple of years? Because you, you have really blossomed into this travel guru right right but i want i want them to hear what that was like being being in patchwork Mm -hmm. and then so let's rewind because i think i jumped the gun yeah i want them to hear about your first years at patchwork and then 
you know, maybe one or two of your favorite moments. Okay. Um, so I'll remind you if you forget. But yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> like, my brain is like, I'm, I'm in there yeah, now. All these things I'm in there ahead. now. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, well, just briefly, prior to Patchwork, I, I knew I wanted to be in the music industry. You know, my father uh, does music. Yeah. My, my mother's classically trained yes. pianist. So music is in our family, mm-hmm. and but I felt like I did not have any talent. So, but you know, I love you music. got that ear, girl. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because so. girl, she will she will tell you mm, you could work. On <laughs> she will tell you quick. Okay. Right. But um, yes, yeah, so I went to University of Maryland. Mm-hmm. I did a few music internships while in school, uh-huh. and again. Um, I wanted to be in New York City because that's the neighbor to Jersey. That's just the natural right progression. Yeah, yeah, but um, that did not work because my parents moved to Atlanta, mm-hmm. and not having any money out of college, I moved here with them. Mm-hmm. And so I was still applying to jobs in New York. Right, but that was getting too expensive to fly back and forth. So I said, I need to find something in Atlanta. So, right. and that's what I did. I did a couple. You know, regular jobs at the mall and stuff, and but I still, I stuck to my uh, conviction that I wanted to be in the music industry and the right. arts. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, even while I was working regular jobs, I just sent in my resumes to other places, and so finally landed a marketing internship at Patchwork. Right. And so started off making no money. Right. Uh, I worked unpaid for a year, Woo. and just through the steady grind. Talk about challenge. Yeah, just work my way up right. that way. But you were staying uh, where during that time? During which time? Um, no job, just oh, like yeah. part, you know, yeah, just, um, internship. Yeah, the, uh, first I was staying with my parents, and then um, throughout the years I probably moved like four or five different times to my own apartment. Yeah. Until I finally bought my own place. Awesome, awesome. Um... And once you landed the job, mm-hmm. how did that, like, well, how did you actually get the job? Yeah. Can you tell them what you did? Yeah. So, um, yeah, again, just uh, was hired as a marketing intern. Mm-hmm. And so really that was, that's the stuff people don't really realize. They see yeah. me in the position that I'm in now and now. think just, I'm in a great position and I just magically right, landed here. Right, and it's like, right. no, I was, I was not even in the building period for like the first six months see like I think I was in the building for my interview and maybe a couple meetings but other than that I was on the street handing out flyers going to clubs like it was really a street team and then um from there after that first six months they said they want me to come into the building and so I did more marketing uh in the office so sending out um email blasts and writing newsletters and stuff like that and but this is again this is still all unpaid and then um, shortly after that, some a position opened up at the front desk. Okay. And so I think they gave it to somebody else. Mm. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. But um, they didn't last too long, so I was able to fill that position and only working a, a few hours a week. Nice. But when somebody looks at you and, and they see something, you're still working. And I was taking everybody else's shifts because they didn't want to work. Right, right. And so when you see, well, dang, this person is working and mm-hmm. these other people don't want to work. Right. Let me give them the opportunity. The opportunity. Right. And, and, so that, and aren't you glad that that came from somewhere? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Because had they been, had mom and dad been like, my. My dear, you can do whatever. You exactly, want. exactly. Yeah, it's too hard. Give up. Yes. Yeah. Too hard. It's okay, my <laughs> If you're not making no money, give yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just stay home. You don't need. You right. don't need a job anyway. Right. You know? <laughs> which is what, which is what some people that want to kind of, uh, you know, what is it like, uh, cradle their mm-hmm. kids mm-hmm. because they don't want them to grow up. Exactly. You know. Oh no, not cultured parents. Right. No. 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 <laughs> You will be out there, okay, at 14, exactly. like, what are you doing, right? Yeah, you know, Jamaicans, they, they got three, four jobs. That, that was me at one point. I had three, four jobs. Right. Home. I was commuting from Maryland to, to New York to go work at MTV, doing that, what? like, twice a week. You yes. you, you keeping back jobs and working, now. And working at an intern. And, no, working a job and two internships and doing school full-time. See, look at that. Going 
from state to state. That's the discipline that yeah. you were instilled. Like, and that couldn't have come from no other place. And that's why I'm so excited about mm-hmm. talking to so many beautiful people and their journeys. Because when people tell me, one, th- one thing that um, my mother told me the other day, mm-hmm. right? It's not about my dad right yes. now. <laughs> Mom's but, matter too. Right, right. Okay, but, but honestly, she told me this in, in, in um, respect of how, you know, obviously I was raised. But she was like... You know, you have a lot of amazing friends. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've seen your videos and things and you showcasing what you've done um, with your release, you know, the single, right? Yeah. And you're in the video and so many others. Um, but just looking at the pictures, she said, you have so many great friends. And I just put it right back to them. I said, well, you guys instilled in me how to be a good right, friend. Right, exactly. And I was like, you know, because of that, I'm, I'm able to pick wisely Mm -hmm. i didn't know i would but i'm able to because of you guys you know um and so you worked at mtv how long did you work there uh probably like six months or so how was that it was great like it was that was that freedom part you know going out into the city by yourself and that's such a reputable company was just an adrenaline 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 rush rush, right because i remember i lived in new york and and those short years of being yeah. in the city mm-hmm. yeah you just feel like you're like man it's a rat race it's but a I'm, I'm the exactly, fastest rat exactly it, you move like 0.25 yes. miles per you, hour and you know what's crazy like you know you go through your journey in life so at each stage in your life you seek out different things right so i think right. at that point in life i, I love the adrenaline rush i right. loved right. being a workaholic i loved the I just loved all of it, you know? Right, right, right. And now I've transitioned Ooh, girl. into, I don't want that hustle and bustle. And you, you made know? me laugh at that. She <laughs> makes me laugh because yeah. at 937, okay, yes. you, her eyes would be like drooping <laughs> and you'd be like, girl, let me just let you go because yes. it's good. So, but um, that's, that's just what life does. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted you to share with us some of the, um, I told you, I remind you, some of those first few years of patchwork. Once mm-hmm. you got in the position, now you have gotten that role. You are a front desk um, person, but then you became a, one of the managers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember you telling me about that. But in detail, I want the audience to kind of like get a, a gr- grasp of what that's like. I mean, Patchwork Recording Studio is... Uh, one of the number one music studio recording studios here in Atlanta, Georgia, and pretty much the South, I would just say. Let me just mm-hmm. put it out there, okay? <laughs> um, but who's who? They've been re- they they pretty much recorded there. Um, uh, and I'll get to you know some of the people that she literally met yesterday and called me and told me they're oh, yeah. in the studio. So, <laughs> but um, that first couple of years, um, when you had the front desk position. Mm-hmm. Any challenges that you were going through there that you took home and and your father was able to, like, keep you going by saying, well, don't worry about that or do this or I would suggest doing that? Did you go through anything like that? I know it's kind of like on the spot and you have to think through it. But um, just tell us what it was like when you started actually booking for these major artists. What was the first time you remember booking for, like, oh, my God, so-and-so just got off the phone with me or their company or their label? Um, I know the first person I met, mm-hmm. I don't think I was managing at the time, was John Legend. Mm-hmm. And, uh... We're just talking. Yeah. <laughs> John, I'm coming for you, too. Yeah, and I think he said I treated him like a red-headed stepchild, something like that. But <laughs> clearly, you know, that was my, my earlier days. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, yeah, but now, you know, it's... <laughs> you know, now it's... It's a, it's challenging, you know. You you work there. Yeah. She's our vocal coach. Um, but it yeah, ain't about me. It ain't yes. about me. <laughs> but you know, I think the biggest challenge is not in the work itself. It's in the people, the the variety of personalities and characters. Yes. And you mean all different kinds of crazies, all different yeah. kind of egos and pride and mm-hmm. you know the are the egos coming from stars. No, I mean, surprisingly, it's more coming from indies. And not all indies, and I don't want to just gener- generalize, generalize it, but, right. um, you know, some people feel entitled, entitled when they're just 
just pop in or just get in hot. Right. And they have a few followers. Exactly. And they have a perception of what fame is and how you should treat people when you're, you know, up and above people, you know, and it doesn't really fly with me. I treat everybody the same. And I tell you, this lady is yesterday, today, and forevermore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She can have a bad day and be still looking at you the same. (laughs) You can win a million dollars and she's still going to look at you the same like, oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, because at she, the end of the day, we're all, we're all, all the same. Yeah. yeah, and I love that. And and I think I've learned so much, uh, not think, I've learned so much just from being around you these last seven or so years because we've known each other that long now. Mm-hmm. And um, I will tell you this, um, I was literally in that office with you that day when that guy was talking like Crazy, he had yes. 10 heads. Yes, and um, my sister, she came in to, she, she said, uh-uh, you're not going to talk to Tony that way. That's right. <laughs> okay, I wasn't playing. Yes. But, um, it, you know, it's just sad when people make you have to literally remember these things that you were raised mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. so that you do not lose sight and and lose it right and exactly. become like everybody else that's kind of like flying off the handle mm-hmm. and i know that for me i don't like seeing my family my friends being disrespected mm-hmm. um definitely not my parents they, yes. and my parents will tell you like i'm hot-headed when it comes to respect and, and right. being treated well and so the challenges that you, you know, I love, I love it. You're teaching me the challenges that you had at Patchwork. Were there moments, and we, I mean, this is a candid show, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I want people to know these stories are real. They're not coming from a place that we need to feel like we need to rehearse. I need to right. ask you questions, but were there moments where, when you were at Patchwork, you felt like you want to quit, mm-hmm. and you want to quit because it was kind of feeling beginning to feel hard Mm -hmm. it was feeling like what are those moments like what what yeah you know I mean absolutely like Like when you when you're like a workaholic like I am or like I was at least um you 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 can only go so far without reaching a point of burnout and when you reach that point not only do you not feel well for yourself but you're Mm -hmm. actually not productive at work yeah and so I had just I just felt that I was at that point. I, you know, I used to be like so excited to go there, and I would want to stay long, you know, even after I was done my shift. Right. And, um, you know, I just reached a point where I was like, I just, I'm just over this. Like, I'm tired of these calls. Right, I'm tired right. of these people. I, I never take time for myself. Mm. And so one day, I just said, I need to go. I need to go. I just mm. was not feeling well. Right. And so I just found the cheapest closest place which I think was Savannah Georgia and I literally I don't think I had taken a vacation a trip, a trip what since year I had was been that at, can been you there. remember um probably 20 2014 2014 around that there was, yeah I think that was the year that um I was about to start working there or started working there. Mm-hmm. I think I started working there in 2014. Yeah, so it could have been 2014, 2015, probably around there. Okay. But, um, yeah, and so, you know, I left and I said I was going to go whether I had somebody to go with me or not. Yeah. I did find my friend. He went with me. And when I came back, I felt so refreshed. And I said, oh, this might be a thing. But not yeah. at that moment. And then my my friend Carolyn, you know, yeah. Carolyn, yeah. Hey, Carolyn. <laughs> and my sister, they said they wanted to go to Chicago. Right. And I was like, why well, don't want to go to Chicago? Like, they right. be shooting up everybody out there. <laughs> you know, that's my perception. That was the stereotype, yes. you know. I mean, but, you yeah. know, we, we know there's wonderful places in right. Chicago. We saw it. <laughs> <laughs> but when, you know, I went there, it just opened my eyes up. Because I was like, this is nothing like I imagined it to right, be. Right, right. And I said, I want to start seeing other places and really seeing them for what they oh. are. are. Yeah. And so those two experiences, I think, really opened up my eyes to one, like I said, feeling refreshed and feeling renewed when you actually take a break. And two, going out to see the world and seeing mm-hmm. something different than yeah. being stuck in this one little box, you mm-hmm. know, for 60 hours a Woo! week. You were doing 60, 60 hours, hours a week? week? Yeah. 
I mean, in what and when I tell you she's in one spot mm-hmm. for that long, yeah, with no windows, <laughs> I would have threw some people out. The exactly, window. I would have found a window and just thrown them out. Because <laughs> I was I was working for five years yeah. as a high school teacher, mm-hmm. and they, you remember those moments? Oh, I yeah, would come yeah, into yeah. the office like stressed out, yeah, yes. yeah, hair falling out, you know. <laughs> um, and I was moving a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. I had a bigger space, and I had different kids I was, you know, dealing with, but. That is really like you innately have the strongest mind when I think about how you've endured mm-hmm. and when I've seen you in all these different places and positions. Just you just be holding it down. Yeah. You be holding it down now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so the funnest moment for you, I know that because the way that your personality is, mm-hmm. it it causes you to kind of just live in the moment. Mm-hmm. And so I know that at times you may not remember some of those amazing people that you right. saw, you know. But what in the journeys of meeting different people in the studio, mm-hmm. was there anybody that you met that was like, made you be like, you know what? I, I got I to gotta start on something that I, I want to do, you know. I yeah. start some type of because this is expi- inspiring. I see that these person, this person doing this or that and the third. Right. What made you say it's time to now work on Toya in my pocket? Right. I'm honestly, I think everybody like you, your mm-hmm. your motivation for me with your podcast and you you do a lot. <laughs> um, just thank you. You know, the one thing is we are like a family there, mm-hmm. so we. You know, some of us bicker, you know, we don't get along, but everybody has their thing. Um, and you've, you've even kind of shown me, you know, in the earlier years, there was hardly any females in the wow. studio. It was probably like me and always one other female and just everybody else was male. Yeah. And so meeting people like you mm-hmm. and now we have a whole bunch of um, female engineers. That's our ladies. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, that's. That encourages me, you know, talking to other females, like, this is how we're going to make it in business. This is how we're going to put our stamp on it and, right. you know, and not just be that, that one female who works in the studio. Yeah. You know, and, let it yeah. be more than just about, oh, you're just a female. That one, that one, that female, one female who right. works in the studio. Oh, God. Yeah. And so... Yeah. So that toy in my pocket, it picked up for you how? Like, was that part of the journey of like taking trips? Like, like yeah. So that that was, um, you know, a lot of people would approach me and say they wanted to hire me like outside of the studio, and that's the one thing that I know that I'm good at is doing administrative stuff. So. Mm Toya in my pocket, if you don't know, is just kind of like my umbrella brand for people who want to access me and everything mm-hmm. that I'm good at. Mm-hmm. And so within that umbrella, it'll be one would be uh, administrative services, uh-huh. two would be the travel um, aspect, and yeah. three would be just the personal side of me. So I just That's like right. spreading positivity and I, I really want to get into wellness and uh, and health and wellness right. and teaching people how to get their mind right, how to balance yes. work and life. And yes. th- that's something that I'm really passionate about. So Toya in my pocket is is those three passions. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's business all under three tiers. Under one, yes. Yeah, so it's, it's the business, Toya, I call it Toya DBA, Toya doing business as. Okay. Toya Camps, which is the Toya Travel, and Toya Elise, which is just my persona. Right. And I love how you, again, put it under a three-tier thing where it's like Toya Camps. Right. You know, Toya in my pocket. Right. Toya in my pocket is all of this. Right. So it's like you reach into your phone if you want to hit me up about a a retreat. Yes. Toya's in your pocket. If you want to hit me up to help you organize your business toys in your pocket you know yes if you you need to to just have some girl talk yeah toys in your pocket that's right that's right and when i tell you she be in that pocket (laughs) okay because um i wanted to quickly talk about how your traveling Mm -hmm. has really inspired me and i use that to go back and say you know what all these challenges all these things that i'm going through in life 
there is moments that I can find joy in that because mm-hmm. you know my whole thing is joy in the journey right and so I'm excited to know that you know when you're dealing with moments where you can get away and then you have someone who's willing to do that with you mm-hmm. what a beautiful gift yes. because you can the burnout happens for people who are very empathetic mm-hmm. who are very like um deep thinkers who who don't want too much of the the drama and high blood pressure raising mm-hmm. we we want to see more of like you said the world and so you were the one who actually encouraged me yeah to travel and um my first big like i'm gone Tra- yeah, yeah was with you yeah so puerto rico yeah <laughs> Yeah, because prior prior to our trip, I had taken several trips. I had committed to uh, traveling once a month. Yes, you told to me. a different yeah. place. And at that time, I said I'm going no matter you know again whether I have somebody to go with or not. Yeah. But my preference definitely is traveling with friends, traveling mm-hmm. with people. Those have always been my my top trips. Trips, yeah. and so. I think I did one prior to that with my sister, but then after that, I have a friend, Carolyn, who's a mutual friend of ours, and right. I met Bose at the studio, and, you know, uh, Bose will tell tell this to everybody, but, you know, <laughs> me, I'm sitting over here quiet in my own little world, and she's like, uh-uh, me and you, <laughs> we gonna be we sisters. We gonna be sisters, yeah, and so and she like, spoke it into existence. I sure did, I yeah. was like, and then when, you know, so funny, I would leave the studio, you remember this, and I'd be like, love you, Toya, and you'd be like, okay, <laughs> she was like, Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and in my and mind, you actually like encourage. I'm like even that's another thing about my family. Right, right. We've never really been like an "I love you" family. Oh. So that's not our thing. Like we know we love each other, but right, we don't say right, it verbally. Right. Me and my mother, our thing was mushy mushy. Because yeah. I was like, "Why are you so mushy?" So oh. I say mushy mushy instead of "I love right, you." Right, right, right. But you know, now I'm learning, and you say it a lot. Yes. And right, I'm learning. Yes. You know, it's okay to say that, you yeah. know, because when you lose your loved ones, oh my God. you know, you want them to know that you love mm. them, you know, and and don't be afraid to say it. Mm-hmm. And is that something that you feel comfortable speaking with, um, talking about now in terms of like that recent loss, mm-hmm. that recent loss? Is that something you're okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's, let's go into that challenge. Yeah. You know, because it's not hard. Yeah. We don't give up. We don't give up. But, you know, you're, again, I love you so much. (laughs) Here I go again. Here I go again, right? Mushy, mushy. Um, But I do love you so much because you inspire me even in that. So Mm -hmm. talk talk to us about what it's like to still have to, you know, go to work and and still, just when you lose someone like your mother. Yeah. So, you know, and again, it's one of those things, too, and you don't realize what you have until it's Mm, gone gone. and so I think the biggest thing I have learned and and it's about love Mm. and she loved me it's okay I love you it's okay it's okay talk about it because we need we need look it's challenging (laughs) yeah but this is what this is what makes me respect people that can do this Mm -hmm. that can talk about the testimony because I've seen you go through it yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. when that person who loves you so much is mm. gone do you know what I mean yeah because okay. I know. it's hard. it's a void it's a void yeah and, and no matter how you try to fill that void it's it's never you know filled the same way mm. yeah yeah I love you and I'm so sorry that that's something that I can't as your sister. Yes. Because even your blood sister. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I know my sister sister loves me. I know my father loves me. All my family loves me. My friends love me. Yeah. But it's just a different kind of, you know. You'll have to deal with. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, even just when she was, got sick, you know, that shows me the value, the importance of saying I love you to somebody. Yeah. And don't, think of it as being so awkward you know yeah yeah and thank you for honoring sharing that mm-hmm. because when I tell you that's the one thing that I'm very emotional all the time right, about right. is that 
I really do love people when I say mm-hmm. I love them, and it's a challenge. Right. I, I love I love what your father said because <laughs> I am going to use that now as an adult to continue my walk. Yes. And um, it's a challenge. I'll say when you say I love you mm-hmm. to somebody, and they don't quite see you, they don't get you, and they look at you as like. You have an agenda. Right. Because this world is full of people who don't even understand the concept of love. Mm -hmm. But I think that love is not as scary as, you know, as I guess it has been to those who have been traumatized by disappointment and let down and stuff like that. But because people that were raised with some type of a foundational strength an ability to trust in like, okay, if my father's saying this, this must be what I've got to go with. Mm-hmm. And you kind of innately use it without thinking about right, it. Right. Because I, I remember when, you know, mama passed, right? Mm-hmm. Your mom passed and I would be reaching out to you and, you know, let me know if you want me to come over. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. If you don't want to say anything, I just sit with you and you would, you know, be so calm and poised and just say, you know, it's okay. I really love you. Appreciate you. And I knew that it wasn't enough, but you know, when I saw you come back to work and you were really trying and you were really just being, I don't know what that word is, but it's an inner strength. That's Mm -hmm. what I think it, it, it comes from because in the moments where you weren't able to even cry out and just like manage I think that that gave me another level of respect for mm-hmm. you um, because it's not it made me think about when it's time yeah. for me mm-hmm. and I think I shared that yeah. with you and I was I think I was crying about yeah. it with you yeah. Like yeah. and I was just like how are you like the the process of losing someone and yet continuing to move forward yeah oh you know and I've lost you know siblings Sim- in my sister, life yeah. you know and I look at how my parents have stood strong even in that. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait exactly. to do, uh, you know, to do more, to talk about more about what that looks like right. and why I am the way I am today. And, the, and that's key what you said, because you said you watch how your parents deal with it. And that was key for my healing, like yeah. knowing you're not alone, knowing that there's other people who have lost people. Right. And they right. persevere and they continue with their life, you know. Yeah, and, you can't, and they don't give up. Exactly. Yeah, sorry, right. but okay, back to him. What were you talking about? <laughs> Good stuff. Happy stuff. We we talking about it all. <laughs> my father used to say, and um, you know, we just are trying to get to a place where you guys can see that, you know, this this walk, you know, in order to be the success that you are today, if you've been raised by a mentor male mentor because we want to shine light on the male mentors right. the the men of valor yes. that are that are in the world that don't get recognized a lot and i do want to say yeah. too touching you know when when my father when, when my mother you know left yes she's the one thing okay let me backtrack a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. so because of how uh how much of a disciplinarian my father was mm-hmm. we we never had a I wouldn't say super close, open relationship. Mm, yeah. It was not the same as me and my mother's. Like, like me and right. my mother was super close, but I didn't feel comfortable enough to talk to my father or open up to him. Or I always it, thought I was going to get in trouble. Was it? Yeah, was it because he was so harsh? Yes, yeah. I always felt like I, I did, couldn't do anything right. I was going to get yelled at. I was the exact at. same way. Exactly. exact same way. Yeah. And so when my mother left, the one thing she told my father was, take care of my girls. She said yeah. that repeatedly. Yeah. Take care of my girls. Yeah. And when she left, my father would repeat. Debbie, Debbie said to take care of her you girls. Right. And he's done and that. He's done, oh. And so our relationship, you know, we never had a bad relationship. Right, right. You just couldn't express. Exactly. But it. it's way different now. now. It's yeah. We talk every day. That would have oh. never, ever happened before. You know, right. and I somehow have those 
private conversations I maybe can right. have with you. Right, right. But it's still But it's still progress. Pro- it's still progress. And so much yes. so much progress yes. from from ooh, I don't wanna say nothing to him. Exactly. To, you know, hey dad, what's up? Exactly. You know? And you and you really can respect a father who has been around for thirty nine going on forty years. One one marriage, one marriage, two kids. You know what I mean. Not an absentee father, and when the mom says, "Be there for my girls," he's there for his girls. Right, you know? right. And so, and he has the respect of the love of his wife to know exactly. That, yeah, exactly. And so we definitely have to give kudos to like those fathers. Yeah, your father. Right, you know? right. Exactly. You, yeah, and and by the way, my dad. <laughs> You can't say nothing about Toya, okay? He love him some Toya. Yes. He'd be like, how is my daughter? I'd be like, you mean me? No, Toya. And I'd vice like, versa. My father be like, boss, boss. Where's boss? I'm like, boss, eh? I'd be like, what's up, folks? Yeah, I, lo- I love yeah. it. I love it. But, you know, um, it's a great thing to have a father in your life that um, can help you along and... I wanted to um, play uh, a game before we end. Uh-oh. But oh, she popped this up on me. <laughs> <laughs> but before we play the game, I want to um, have you do something that will be really encouraging. I, honestly, I just need to bring you back on the show later okay. down the line yeah. because we have not talked about everything. <laughs> okay. And so that's normal uh, because, you know, you get into these things and... You know, you just kind of get on on a good tangent, but um, there's so much mm-hmm. to uncover about Miss Toya Brown. Yes. And um, I wanted you to share with people uh, if they didn't grow up with a father, mm-hmm. you know, what would be other foundational ways that they can, you know, seek? Or if they're currently now young, they're like eight, nine, watching mm-hmm. a show with their parents or what not what can they and and their parent is maybe a stepfather or an uncle or mentor like what would your your encouragement to them be especially if they don't have even any male figures right. and it's just the grandmas it's just the mother right there's god you know but right. how would you encourage them right um i would say you know and i this is another thing that i've actually learned from you mm-hmm. but I would say you don't, you have to be so secure in yourself. Mm-hmm. And like you said, God, like you can't, yes, it's great to have, you know, a father figure and a, a guardian to teach you things. But at the end of the day, you know, dig deep within yourself yeah. to, to find your path right. and, and discern, you know, right from wrong. Right, right. And, you know, do what makes you happy at the end of the day right yeah right right. and I love that you know because if you're not first of all if you're not purging remember what you talked about about cleanliness right right? so talk about that like how did they even get to where they confident within themselves right there's some there's something that needs to happen within right I think you really just need to um I mean it's I'm not gonna lie and I don't necessarily like to give just one one piece of advice and say do this and your life right. will be perfect. You know right. what I mean? I like that. I like that. Yeah, because it's a, it's a journey. So you're going to go through ups and downs and, and cry and get upset and think your life is over. But, you know, acceptance, accept what life throws at, at you. you. Go through your feelings. Go through no... Just understand what you're feeling and don't run from it. Right. Face it head on. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, that's it. Because <laughs> we, because, because this is a saturated world of like microwave feelings. Right. Yes. Um, you know, what is it? The the cutoff game. What's what's the cutoff culture? Right. Oh, cancel cancel culture. culture. Yeah, yeah. This is the 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 times where. Nobody care about nobody. Right. Um, and that's and what makes you go crazy is, is fighting all of that, like fighting your true feelings, fighting who you really are. Like, yeah, you really got to be so comfortable with being yourself. Yeah, it's and, a lot. Yeah, not trying to be somebody else. Yeah. And um, so I appreciate that because if you're being comfortable with who you are, even in that, 
they could be moments where, you know, somebody does say, I'm done with you, or I'm not this, or I'm not that. But if you continue um, trying your best to improve yourself, you'll find that you give your own self the patience mm -hmm. to make it through, right? right. Um but thank you. I love you. Yes, thank I you love so you much for being here. And we're not done. We got like two, three minutes. I if you want to be a patron um, to my father used to say, and you want us to, um, you know, share what your business is about, what you're doing out there. Um, and also talk about the kind of entrepreneurship that you're doing. Um, you see Toya in my pocket. I mean, she's really doing some things and we want to support uh, businesses. But if you want to go ahead and be a patron, please call into our show. Email me at my father used to say at gmail.com. And man, let's get, you know, let's get you on the show and talk about your business during our commercials. We would love it. Have a game. Oh, no. OK. All right. It's either or. OK. OK. Plain or car ride when taking a trip? I would say plane before, but car now. I just like the winds going, the windows down, okay. the music blasting. You can't okay. do that on a plane. Yes, yeah. exactly. No, you can't unless you want to fly. <laughs> you yeah, want to be an eagle? Yeah. <laughs> you want to be an eagle today. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, black or white? Black or white, what? There's <laughs> a difference. I'll go, but, I'll go with. Uh, <laughs> black black skin in the white house <laughs> <laughs> yes black skin in the white house hello um so she said both okay um, both yeah. right right okay this one is good this okay. one is good um this might be a little funny but mm, okay i gotta say it in a way that doesn't seem uh, are you coming up with these on the spot? Yes, I oh, am. Okay. <laughs> yes, I am because that makes it more fun. Uh, teeth mm -hmm. or eyes? Hmm. I would have to say teeth. Why? Because I can't be kissing up on all of that. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> See why she got to go there? Why she had to go there? Okay, because I might have just been saying for your own preference. I've never really seen ugly eyes, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the thing. So I go with the teeth. Well, I see some jacked up. Well, teeth. I have seen some ugly eyes. So maybe I'm just looking too much, but yeah, yeah you know when it's all like blue. yeah. Okay, let me. Okay, because some of y'all may be feeling some. So okay. Um, and the last question, um, would you prefer silence or loud? Definitely silence. That's the easy answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. And why for you? Why silence for you? It's just peace. That's the only you answer. Hear more. Peace, yes. You know, that. that's one thing I'm noticing. I, maybe five, six years ago, I would have said loud, mm -hmm. right? Because I... I love laughing. I am loud sometimes, but I also have a very soft voice. Mm -hmm. And and so some people always are surprised. They say I should do radio, but I love quiet now. Yes. I love quiet because you can actually hear more. Mm -hmm. It's actually louder when mm -hmm. it's quiet. And um, and it's louder, not necessarily because of the noise or the lack of noise, but because it's louder inside you right. so you know what you're doing internally right and i think loud is actually a distraction from yourself and what you're feeling oh that's so, yeah. good oh that's good <laughs> oh that's good yeah you say it again you gotta say that loud again. is a distraction from yourself and what you're feeling yeah because you yeah. don't have to when you got all this going on i don't cry about my mother when i'm at work right because it's loud. Because I'm on the phone. I'm talking yeah. to people. I'm not distracted. I don't have to feel nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, and that's yeah. why and that's why I think the older people get that piece of like being able to assess the feelings, assess the emotion before you go out into mm -hmm. the world. Yes, I think that's why millionaires, y'all, they be so poised. Yeah, they be like, it's all right, John. <laughs> go ahead. I know. I know the company just shut down. It's all right. Let's go ahead and revamp. <laughs> What's about the saving account in Switzerland? Right. Let's pull that up. Oh yes, I forgot about that, Johnny <laughs> boy. 
right? So, but that's it. We're we're done. Okay, we're done. And this is it. Thank you for tuning in. And please pay attention to episode two. It is coming next week. And I am so thrilled about our next guest. I'm not going to tell you who they are. You're going to find out. Okay. All right. So if you need to follow Toya Brown, she's going to give you her handles right now. Yes. <laughs> you can follow me everywhere. Pretty much Toya.Elise. That's T-O-Y-A dot E-L-I-S-E. Thank you. Love you. Thank you for having me. Real lights on us. All right.